NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. NAFTA podcast, we're back. We took a, a little bit of a break. Normally we're, we're trying to record on a Sunday night, maybe a Monday night. It's Tuesday night. This is going to come out Wednesday. But we're rolling into an international break. Uh, and I figured, you know, what's what's giving the guys an extra day to just let their minds chill out and relax? Uh, Dylan's still, speaking of minds, his brain's boiling down in Arizona, I'm sure. Um, probably like 95 degrees there. Nick, probably getting another degree. I don't know what he's up to, but he couldn't make it tonight. So you're back with the, the two originators, the two boys, me and Michael, um, the two Whitakers. How you doing, dude? How's your weekend? My weekend was great. I went to Columbus for St. Patrick's Day. Had a great little night, Saturday night. Yeah. Then proceeded nice. to drive all the way back down to Georgia to uh, make it to my rotation Monday. That's awesome. I had a great weekend as well. Uh, our sister visited me in, in New York. Had a, a wonderful time. Um, saw all the sights here in, in New York City. Ate like shit. And you know, like, I think I put in a solid two and a half, maybe even three weeks. You can give me on a sliding scale of, like, eating pretty decent, working out. Three days of not doing it, man. Just really fucks with your conscience. Makes you feel like shit. Uh, yeah, but then today I had that option of, like, all right, get back on the horse, go to the gym, go for a run. I had an Italian sub today and just like called it called it an L again. Brother, come on. Yep. It's 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 you're at, I'm at that precipice where it's like, all right, dude, you can literally change your life tomorrow. Get back to the gym or 3 months from now I'm going to be sitting here bitching about how I, lot, I gained another 10 pounds or something like that. You're you're such a uh starting Monday motherfucker. I love a Monday start, but it's going to be a Wednesday start for me, dude. There you it's going go. going to be a Wednesday start. I love to hear that. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We're going we're gonna to dive into the results last week. Um, we're going to talk through the FA Cup tie, what happened there a little bit. And then, as an American podcast and as you'd expect, we're going to give some initial thoughts on Team USA the roster, if we have any issues with it, I honestly didn't. Not really at all. There's there's the elephant in the room that we might address with the last name Arena. Um, but first, Michael, we've been calling for people's heads every episode since we started this thing. It's one of our favorite topics. Who can we get fired? How can we bump up the unemployment numbers in Great Britain? We had two, one and a half, I guess, over the weekend. Patrick Vieira, relieved of his duties at Palace. I think no one on this podcast is surprised by that. Uh, and then, I don't know if the man got fired or if he just like lit the bridges on the way out of Tottenham and, and let the, the, the fire from those bridges light his way. But Antonio Conte says he's gone at the end of this week, which, again, I don't know if he got fired or if, or if he's just... Believe it, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Bar, Odd situation. Barstool Football tweeted, Barstool Football exclusive. 
Antonio Conte sacked by Tottenham 11 hours ago. Do you think that's a reliable source? Ah, man, did it come from Za? I don't know. They have a blue checkmark. Did check it mark, come though. from the Arsenal side of the house? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me look. Let me hit the checkmark. This is a legacy verified account. It may or may not be notable. They didn't pay for it. Wow. So that's, that's at least a little bit more reliable than most everybody else. Speaking of, sent in our request uh, yesterday. To get verified? <laughs> yeah. You're fine. Just because. Just I would have never done that. Just because. And, and also, real quick, before we start, I actually did have one piece of housekeeping that I want to make sure we're, we're chatting through and talking about. Um, the first week of May, a new, not a new podcast endeavor, but a new episode is going to come out. Uh, it is the Football Book Club. We're going to be re- reading the book called The Club by Joshua Robinson and Jonathan Clegg. It is essentially about the... Uh, Premier League and how it became the Premier League, what it was before, what decisions were made, what far-right media tycoons were pulling all the levers to enthrall Michael and I into viewing uh, soccer games at the wee hours of the morning. Like I said, doing it with a writer for The Athletic, former writer for The Ringer, and ESPN, um, and most importantly, one of the groomsmen in my wedding, my college roommate and I, one of the groomsmen in his wedding, because NAFTA podcast is nothing if not a Nepo baby, uh, Justin Williams. He will be my co-host on that pod, maybe a few in the future. He's an actual interviewer, so we've reached out to some, some pretty decent people to do some podcasts with, and if I'm being honest with you, Michael, I'm a little intimidated. I don't know how to interview. Guy does it for a living. Why would I not ask him to do basically every podcast with me? Outside of the fact that he has three children. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up on your part, to be honest. But Big time. Like, actually, I, I sent the text to him about doing this first podcast. And I said, hey, man. Hey, hey big guy. Something like that. And I was like, <laughs> hey, how's hey, being slugger. a dad? Hey, 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 chief. How's being a dad? Um, you got three of them. You know, you got any free time whatsoever. I think I actually said... Any chance you have any free time to do a podcast with me, uh, a book club podcast? And he uh, said yes. He's got a great voice, too. I used to listen to his Cincinnati Magazine. is another publication he worked for, podcast in the past. Um, and he's great. Super smart. The only, the only negative, negative thing I could say about Justin Williams is he's a Tottenham fan. Listen, with that information alone, you might need to find somebody else, <laughs> which is uh, yeah. an incredible segue. First of all, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to listen to yeah. it. It'll great. Be- se- hey, Justin's not even here providing great segues for us. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned when uh, before we got into this, Conte it seems like he's getting sacked. But you said everyone saw the Vieira one coming, which I think if you were, if you were looking at results for sure, but don't yeah. you don't you think? You saw Conte coming before Vieira. Like, Conte, I feel like, was more of a sure thing that he would eventually get sacked. The Vieira thing was kind of like, yeah, they're playing really bad. They're not getting any significant results, but, like, they're still in 12th. Yeah, but I think, so this is where we, we talk about this all the time. Being American fans, I think, is a different perspective than being a British fan where 12th 
for Crystal Palace is good. Let's let's be honest. If you do anything nine through fifteen, I think for Crystal Palace, not bad. You're you're still in the Premier League and you're healthily there. I think the biggest thing for me, and I was gonna bring this up on pod, which I'm doing now. Uh, do you remember the first game of the season? Do you yes. remember they played Arsenal the first game of the season? Yes. I think Arsenal won two nothing, and we potted about it and we talked about it and we said, look, Arsenal won two nothing. Palace outplayed them in good portions of this game. Man, that's <laughs> not that this Palace now, man. Like, well, dude, you know, what well, I mean? hold on, because it, it kind of was because. Well, maybe not because we're in seventh or sixth or whatever we are in. But then the next game, I'm pretty sure they played us, t- took the lead at at uh, Anfield, and then got a draw. Yeah. So then I I think, at least at that moment, they might have been. However, we did our normal shit where like a team has uh, one good game and we're like, oh, this is like how they play all the time now. Yeah, we're we're the biggest knee jerkers <laughs> in all of uh, soccer. We're, we, uh, circa 2021, Southampton. <laughs> yeah, we, we picked Southampton. They said, we said, hey, they might win it this year. You never know. We're only five games in. <laughs> I think, it, I think it was like eight, but still. Why, why not them, man? Why not them? Um, yeah, I think to go back, like 12th is good. Usually, I think for uh, a British fan, because it's not relegated. We don't have any fear of relegation. Um, here in the United States, 12th for us would be like, yo, what is going on? But I think it's especially what is going on with the top-level talent that they have. Um, I think Zaha's good. I think Eze's good. I think Gehi's good. Uh, there's a few other people. But based on everything I was Elise. reading, Elise, based on everything I was reading, all the podcasts I listened to about this, which I did actually, because I kind of follow Palace loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, Depth, no depth, zero. Anyone's hurt, it's over. Uh, and I think that was ultimately what did him in. Also, I've kind of noticed this: defenders and CDMs are kind of like catchers in baseball. That it seems like they make pretty good managers. Mm-hmm. Attack attackers, I don't know. Time will tell. Vieira, eh? Thierry Henry, eh? Uh, Wayne Rooney, we'll see how that goes. It's interesting. Interesting thing to think about. I will, I will also say this real quick. The 2020-21 season, Palace actually finished in 14th mm-hmm. uh, with 44 points, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so remember that. 14th, 44 points. The next season, they finished in 12th, their standard spot, with 48 points, okay? What are they on right now, 27? Yep. Are they getting 17 or 21 more points the rest of the year? God, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly like they i mean it's one thing to sit there and say well they're in 12th again they're having a similar season but like it's clear when you look at it they're not like they're underperforming yeah dude i i mean i'm full i'm right there with you that's why i think for us we are not shocked by this we I mean, we talk look, about palace every episode look every at that episode 11 12 gap 38 to 27 it's insane yeah it's, it's insane. nuts it's nuts um their best chances to get some points are like right coming up now. April first, they got Leicester, then they got Leeds, then they got Southampton, then they got Everton, and then they got Wolves. As much as I hate to say that, but I mean Wolves are 
squarely in this relegation battle now, which we're going to get to for sure. Um, but their season is the next five games for them. Yeah, and I, I will also, listen. West Ham after that too, so next six. I know Nick and I, probably the two people on this podcast, with the most opinion, like we, we give you the most opinions per pod. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm turning heel on one real quick. Pilots are definitely in it. I still personally don't think Wolves are, because I just think, again, roster, they're too good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Palace are for sure in it. Yeah. Uh, other firing that happened, Antonio Conte, uh, I guess you can say he got fired, but... I guess I don't know, like, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like, my point of view, and we've chronicled this before as well, is, like, Tottenham don't like to spend money. They're going to hold on to a manager for as long as they can, right? I think he knew that. I don't think he's dumb. I think he's just not with it coaching-wise anymore. It's not a very good roster. He's got top-level talent at the very top. But again, I think it's not very deep. Um, But I think he knew that, and he was like, how can I get fired? Let me go do a press conference and basically say, Tottenham's not used to winning anything. And that's why we suck. Two two things on this. One is a point taken from my my favorite uh, free thinker on the on the YouTube, James Lawrence Alcott, where yeah, he uh, he basically says like it's what he's saying about Spurs is not necessarily wrong. No, you just can't say it when you're the head of Spurs. Or you can say it, and then if he comes back and says, "And I'm going to fix it," or "I'm here to fix it." then all good you're fine the problem the problem is it's so obvious that he doesn't want to do that no which will bring me to the other person i can't believe i'm agreeing with but gary neville's right they should make him fucking (laughs) coach the team the rest of the year 100 percent. it would it would be just desserts type of um punishment it's kind of like when you're younger i don't know if Dad was our coach, but I don't know if any other coach ever did this to you, where it's like you're the, the guy that screwed up and then they made everyone else run but you type of thing. We never had to do that. I, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about because it was like always a threat. And yeah. we always talk about like, well, whose fault is it then or whatever? But like, we, I we never did that a few times. I never had to do that. Let him, let him deal with the, the fallout and have to watch. The, the monstrosity that he made finish out this year. No, uh, if somebody missed a ground ball, the next ground ball that was coming to me was just hit 50 times harder and on a <laughs> fucking gym floor in the middle of winter in Ohio. With, with bad lighting. With a metal uh, fungo. Yeah, bat. there you go. Yep, uh, boomers, they're great child raisers. Uh, <laughs> other thing I was thinking about, Conte, if I'm thinking Italian managers... Conte and Ancelotti. Like, how much of the poor man Ancelotti is Conte anymore? And I think he wants the setup Ancelotti does, where it's like he just goes to a place and then he can win. Like, I think Ancelotti's, uh, Ancelotti's top three, right? I think it's Pep. I think Man- it's Ancelotti. Manager ever? In, in, active right now. Currently? Yeah, I mean, this, if we're going by, like, this year. Um, Last year? Well, but I'm just saying, like, I'm going on based on, like, a yearly basis. Uh-huh. It's probably Pep. It's probably 
Ancelotti, probably Xavi, maybe. Except Barcelona's out of the Europa. League. I don't know, dude, because I don't give a fuck about the Europa League. Like I'm, I've, cons- I've fully come around on this. I don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Pep is Pep is there. Like Arteta, obviously. It, yeah, Zidane. Whenever he comes back, I don't give a fuck about him either. <laughs> but it was just funny to me because us saying that Conte doesn't want to deal with this, doesn't want to coach his team anymore, is like having, in my mind an Ancelotti mindset without the Ancelotti ability and the Ancelotti team. He wants to show up. He wants to win. He just wants to win. He wants things to get taken care of. And he showed up much too mid-level. Much, much, much too mid-level. That is the thing. He He wants to show up somewhere. He wants to be completely and fully backed. Yep. Which, again, I actually, you know, Spur, you say, say Spurs don't spend money and stuff like that. I think that's, I think they do. Like I think they bought Pedro Porro, um, just just in this winter or in the summer or whatever. Um, they got Richarlison, like they bought him. Kulisevsky last year. Kulisevsky last year. Uh, Bettencur, who I think is actually hurt, maybe. Um, but he's still bottom. Okay, it's, but it's but intent. Listen, he 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 is successful when he is backed. He went to Milan again. Like maybe you can make the argument, Serie A. Not as tough as the Premier League, but he did it with Chelsea too, because they were like tenth yeah. the year before he showed up, and then they won the league the next year. But again, at Chelsea, he could get whatever he wanted. Who takes the Tottenham role? And before we get into that, I've been calling it the whole time. They're gonna take the mask off of Patrick Vieira, and guess who's under there? Roy Hodgson. Dude, we got away with it. We have it literally meddling kids. <laughs> We've literally been saying how. They're going to make this fucking 76-year-old man get out from under the covers of his fucking rocker and show back up at Crystal Palace to coach this damn team. I can't believe they did it to him. I'm envisioning a scene from The Crown where it's like he is fully in duck hunting gear. <laughs> and, and, not, and not southern United States duck hunting gear. I'm talking about he's wearing corduroy. He's wearing shades of green and brown that are stitched like he is a royal family member. He's got the musket shotgun over his shoulder, and a car pulls up with a palace flag on it. And he has to look at his wife, tear in his eye, and say, it was a great five months that we had. I got to go, go back to work. <laughs> Dude, like that's how I'm envisioning it, man. It's, it's so bad because, you know, God, first of all, I love Roy Hodgson. I I love him because I love him because there's two types <laughs> I'm 28. I feel like I'm I feel like in some ways I'm very young for my age, in some ways I'm like fucking 70 already. Yeah. Um but in this way I'm very young. Um I think there are two types of elderly people. There's like elderly people that like you just look at them and you go, "I bet they're an asshole." And you hate him. And then there's Roy Hodgson, who I just feel like is like a puppy. Yeah. And he just looks, he looks, I don't know if he is. I'm sure he's not. He looks sad all the time. He looks like he's down on his luck. And I just want to give him a hug all the time. So I can't he, believe he, they're doing this to him. He is cartoonish. Yeah, he I'll is. I'll say this. He, he looks like. He looks like the fucking dog. Yeah. But he, he, he could also be, you know, like your uncle that is the aw shucks, doesn't cuss. Like definitely probably believes in God. Um, and 
<laughs> like, he's just there for some some worldly advice. Uh, some of the times, the worldly advice is a, a solid C minus, but then every once in a while, he gets that A plus. Um, he's he's my, the best. My only, he's the best. My, yeah, I love him. The, my only issue with the appointment is like he doesn't have that Deitch in him. And I know that you're still whatever about so Everton. Stupid. He doesn't have that Deitch in him. I don't know if he could actually keep them up. Pal- I don't I know mean, if it, it doesn't move the meter, man. Like, it just doesn't. You don't think so? You don't think they're... No. Well, hold on. It depends. Because if, if the team was looking at Patrick Vieira like, I can't... Like, I want you out of here so bad. Like, Roy Hodgson didn't get fired. He left. Yeah. So, like, they probably don't... They're probably not like, oh, man, like not this again. To some degree, we thought that, but we're also not Look, the team. This might be problematic. Okay. And we might be clipping this. Michael and I, it's, again, we talk about this on the podcast. Ohio suburbs. We grew up in a cul-de-sac, essentially. Like, this is our upbringing. Dad's a lawyer, mom's a teacher. It's hard for me to believe that the team and the roster that Crystal Palace has with one, Wilfred Zaha, Eze, Elise, that if you had to put two managers in front of them, and one of them being Roy Hodgson and one being Patrick Vieira, and you said, which one do you think they're going to play for and relate to a little bit better. And you're going to tell me Roy Hodgson. That's not what I said. No, no, I know. I'm not, not you. Generally, you, the person is going to tell me like, I'd be like, Oh man, I don't know about that. For sure. But you also have a little odd. You have to also look at the, essentially the data in front of you. And you have to forget that aspect of it. You have to forget the characteristics of the managers and the players, yeah. and you have yep. to say, well, I think in my fucking dumb brain that these guys are going to play for Patrick Vieira, but clearly they're not. Although, they did last year. For sure. Or at least they I, I, had more success. As much, agreed, as much as we've wanted to just rain this praise and love on Roy Hodgson, I also know in the back of my mind one Wilfred Zaha dribble down the, the, the sideline that gets kicked out of bounds for the other team's throw-in, and I could see him going, why are you doing all this dribbling shit? Pass the ball. <laughs> well, like, you, that's how you I know, view him. You know why? It's because I think we have this view of like a Roy Hodgson because we have grown up around so many older people. Yeah, that's, and, and like okay. Our, well, not even that they're okay, but I think we've just been exposed to the like classic you're old take and like mindset a lot because our, we also our parents Hodgson. are yeah we love Roy Hodgson but he could also just as easily be the coach for Hoosiers yeah for sure in my mind that's what I'm thinking for sure so um who gets the Tottenham job I mean listen it it looks like I mean if you believe the reports they're asking Posh to come back not the Spurs. It was like the players are like begging him to come back. I think Potts is a good coach. I just don't think, again, we're going to use the term move the needle. I don't think it does it. I think it I think, I think, I think they have a decent chance at fourth, I guess. That's, that's fair. I think if Potts comes back, it's actually like. It's like a man manager. Like, Conte is like not a man manager, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Potts is the best name that they could conceivably get. I actually think Tuchel is. Oh, that'd be fucking so sick, though, if, like, Tuchel comes... I mean, it's not like Spurs and Chelsea are, like, the biggest rivalry, but if yeah. he comes and just, like, gets them fourth and 
Just Chelsea's like in ninth or whatever they're in. That could also just be my like Chelsea hating bone tingling again. Um, It'd be awesome. All right. People, people fired. Unemployment rates up in the Premier League. Uh, let's talk about the, the results of the weekend. We're going to run through all of them and then give you a couple quick hitters. Forest 1, Newcastle 2. I hate that I do that, but I read it that way. Um, Emmanuel Dennis opened the scoring in the 26th. Isak got a double, one right before halftime uh, to tie it up, and then the second in stoppage time to give Newcastle, honestly, kind of a decent three points to, to keep pace. Villa 3, Bournemouth nil. Douglas Louise, Jacob Ramsey, and Buendia all score for Villa, get them all three points. Brentford 1, Leicester City 1. Matthias Jensen in the 32nd for Brentford is equalized by Harvey Barnes in the 52nd for Leicester. Southampton 3, Spurs 3. Uh, Pedro Porro opens the scoring right before halftime. Che Adams get one, gets one right when halftime starts, the second half starts. Harry Kane uh, goes up 2-1. Perisic 3-1. And then a 3-1 lead being blown by Spurs. Theo Walcott in the 77th. And then James Ward-Prowse penalty in stoppage time, um, 3-3. Wolves, 2. Leeds United, 4. Uh, Jack Harrison in the 6th. Uh, it was one nothing going in the halftime. Luke Ayling gets a goal in the 49th. Uh, Christensen puts Leeds up 3-0. Then Johnny gets one in the 65th and Cunha in the 73rd. And then there is... It looked pretty freaking wild, whatever was going on. But Johnny gets a red card um, in the 84th minute. Rodrigo scores in the 7th minute of stoppage time. And then Wolves get another red card in the 10th minute. It was a mess. I really wish Dylan was here to kind of break it down because I did not get a chance to watch this one. Oh, I saw. Okay, perfect. I'm glad you're here. Um, But 4-2 leads. They get the win there. Uh, A 2-2 draw. uh, Chelsea and Everton. Um, Jao Felix in the 52nd. Uh, goes Chelsea up 1-0. Decore ties it up in the 69th. Kai Havertz gets a pen in the 76th. And then in the 89th minute, Ellis Sims. Don't know who you are, uh, but congrats. Game-tying goal uh, at the end to give Everton a much-needed point. And then the nail in the Vieira coffin, 4-1. Arsenal beating Palace. Martinelli, Saka, Xhaka, um, Schlupp. Interrupting another Saka goal, um, but 4-1 Arsenal with all three points. Actually, it wasn't a nail in the coffin. Vieira was already gone for this game. So, so what are your thoughts? Which one, uh, which one do you want to talk about more? Because <laughs> I think most of these, the Spurs one is just like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, good for Southampton, I guess. Makes like relegation actually is fucking crazy. Like it is truly a toss up. That's that's I think the main through line for all of these is they had a team. The only the only game that really didn't have a team, in my opinion, that's dealing with relegation might have been Brentford Leicester. Because I do think as as you think Wolves are not in it, I don't think Leicester's gonna get relegated. They shouldn't. Um but each one of these games had a team that is down in that zone that needs to get a win. Um, for sure and it's so funny because we all, we're always like if you get a, if you get a win if you get one of these wins then you're, you're like you put yourself you're sitting nice a little bit but mm-hmm. like if you literally get a win anywhere it doesn't really matter like you need like yeah. three yeah um i think villa three nil at bournemouth 
we don't really need to chat about it. Villa's a much better team than Bournemouth. Uh, I actually think Newcastle over Forest probably don't even need to chat about that one either. That's a game that Newcastle should win. They won it at the death. They're going to figure this shit out. I don't know if they're going to figure it out with Eddie Howe. That's the one thing I will say. But they're going to figure this shit out at some point, and they're going to be a really good team. Um, and Forest staying up might happen still, but who knows. Brentford, Leicester, feel kind of the same way. Whatever. Good point for Leicester. Um, but Brentford is just not... It's odd how inconsistent they are sometimes, to be honest with you. Dude, they're, uh, I think we might be looking at maybe maybe some of those teams and then going to like Wolves, uh, Crystal Palace kind of teams that don't see themselves getting relegated, don't see themselves moving a little bit. I think the only exception was like Villa because they've actually been playing pretty well the past couple yeah. weeks. Um, so much so, I think this is the first time Ollie Watkins hasn't scored in like the last six games. Mm-hmm. which is pretty yeah. pretty crazy yeah um southampton still in 20th but for my money man they're they're getting odd points the nil nil tie against united the three three tie against tottenham a one nil win against um leicester sandwiched in like two nil to, to brentford that could happen to anyone i think it happened to city one nothing or two nothing i'm pretty sure like how are they last? You want like, to tell you? Yes. City City product goalkeeper. He's <laughs> he has been responsible for the most goals allowed in the Prem this season by a speaking lot. Of, speaking of City products, just a, a quick sidebar. Did you see that everyone under the sun is going after Lavia? And yeah, he's we he's pretty had, good. If we had any. <laughs> foresight to us to just be like southampton you want them let's just do a loan right now yeah you know? let's just do a loan or let's have a buyback clause to just cover our ass um but his market values shot up i will i want to just i'll give you a, a sneak peek just because um i want to do it when nick's here because nick is also a uh, goalkeeper at heart uh yeah. gavin <laughs> i think is it gavin bazunu uh-huh okay um, he has been responsible for negative twelve goals this year. That's not a, a good plus minus. That is a lot of goals. Yeah, that's not a good plus minus. Twelve point one. I'm sorry. That's that's almost double the next highest. Might have missed on that one in St. Mary's. Yeah, might have missed on that one. Um, they're weird though, man. Like that that needs to be a game that Tottenham is just winning. Let's talk Wolves because we got. A co-host on here that's gonna be real sad. He's not here to like defend himself or I'm gonna defend whatever. Him. But okay, you um, tell me this. I want this to be, I want this to be the last time, the single last time we we bitch and moan about the refereeing, about the decisions being made, about how the process works, um, inconsistently, because we just got to come to terms with the fact that. It's dog shit. It's terrible. Um, Adama Traore got straight up. I mean, listen, it's 3-2, 90th minute. Wolves are going for the tie, trying to salvage a point. He gets straight up pulled by the shirt. You can see it. You can see him get pulled, and he goes, he goes like this, and he stops. You can't get to the ball. He's getting pulled. He goes like this, looks at the ref. Ref doesn't blow his whistle. Play it up to Rodrigo. Everyone's kind of like, okay, obviously was a foul. 
Rodrigo runs by, shoots, scores, goes to VAR. They're like, hey, go to VAR. It's obvious foul. The ref or the the announcers. Yep, this is gonna get turned over. This is clear and obvious foul. Ref turns around, doesn't overturn it, <laughs> gives the goal, four two, and Adamatrio's face, mouth gaping, wide open, like, are you fucking serious? I mean, yeah. John, it was I know you said you didn't see it. It was horrible. And it was just, it, it had to be, like, out of spite. Like, he had to be like, fuck Adama for trying to show me up or some shit like that, you know? Like, putting your arms in the air. But, dude, you're a professional. You have to, to make the correct call. Well, let me tell you, Michael Salisbury, we're, we're looking at India, and if you get a, a package from okay 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 all right (laughs) relax relax this is where i draw the line i think yeah you're the one wanting the the meteorite to hit buildings but as soon as i bring up a ref that's because it's like a natural disaster you know yeah no i i hear you that that was a parody still a parody we're kidding we're kidding yeah but it is it is wild this year the the refereeing it's been so bad we say it every pod we're it's, done. We got to be done could, saying it unless something yeah. else of this of this magnitude happens. Because this was like yeah. pure. I hate this guy for being a dick to me. So like I'm gonna yeah. like not overturn his obvious like foul. The obvious problem with this though is it's a it's a six pointer. Like oh, yeah. I would have thought Wolves won this one. You know, I I, I truly would have thought Wolves won this one. It was an obvious six pointer. Um, good for Leeds though. Shout well, out Weston. Shout out. Uh, yeah. Um, Tyler Adams, who I didn't play. That's the other thing, too. I don't think he played, right? He did not. Yeah, so. He did not play. Uh, not even on the bench. He's got a little hamstring injury. Did you see the video of uh, Wesson getting to see his Juventus teammates? No. Because they were practicing or something for, you know, the Europa League or whatever. Um, but he got to see them. It was kind of nice. You know, they like him a lot. It's always good when, like, you can be like, Oh, I wonder if they don't like the Americans. But they do. But they, they do like, like him. him. They like him even if he yeah. puts fucking ranch on his pizza and said that to, yeah. like, every Italian Chilean. person's face yeah. there. Some of the most Italian people ever. Chelsea 2, Everton 2, just hilarious. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, Sims, you mentioned, you said, I don't know who the fuck that is. That is their new forward. Um, that That is, like, pretty young guy playing. Um, I think it's pretty great that he actually got a goal, even though I hate Everton with all everything in me. Um, again, I think this is the third game in a row in a row. Roll, Kai Havertz has got a pen. Um, so people, he do be scoring lately from the penalty spot. Yes, he does. Yeah, he do be scoring exclusively from <laughs> exclusively from. Actually, no. Last last game he got um, he got a normal goal. So good for him. Yeah. Um, but just funny. I fuck Chelsea. Uh and then Arsenal four one. Arsenal's good. We we kinda went into the, the, the palace thing with with Vieira and Hodgson. Um Arsenal really, really good. You still sticking to the game against us is when you can finally be like, all right, they clinched. Yeah. Okay. Cause Nick, oddly enough, wrote in the group. He keep, chat, yeah, he keeps wrote, saying league's done. And you He's guys done. didn't even play. So, like, it could be the same difference in points as it was last week. I also didn't really realize that Nick had so much faith in the Crystal Palace t- uh, Eagles to beat them, you know? Yeah, I don't, I mean, 
There has to be like something more significant to to elicit that response. For sure. Uh, Before we dive into Team USA, City 6, Burnley nil, Sheffield United 3, Blackburn 2, Brighton Hove Albion 5, Grimsby Town 0, and then Man United 3, Fulham 1. Your FA Cup semis are Man City versus Sheffield, Brighton and Hove Albion versus United. Um, you would think this would have Manchester Derby in the FA Cup final written all over it. At least that's what I'm thinking. How about you? That is far, far too um, storybook of an ending. Yeah. You, you think that there's a maybe an Irish-Argentinian who plays for Brighton that might have something else to say about that? I think there's a twist in the tail, John. Oh, is it a bladey twist or is it a seagull twist? Please um, tell me it's a seagull twist. Well, seeing as you just beat the shit out of the team that's ahead of Sheffield in the table, <laughs> I don't think that's where I would edge this one to. I think Brighton are very good, and I think they mm-hmm. play very consistently, and I think this is exactly... Listen, I, I said it in the chat, and I don't think I'm being a bully here by saying it when Nick's not here. United have not played an away cup game all year, and they're not going to now because this game's on neutral. So this is essentially yeah. like an away game for them because they played every yep. single one at home. Yeah. So I, I think there's a little bit of added adversity. Um, they have played at Wembley already, so that is that kind of helps them out. Um, but I listen, they cannot overlook Brighton. I'm sure... Ten Hag is telling them that, but I don't know, dude. It would be so sick if Brighton, if Brighton made it because they could legit beat you too. I think you guys beat Sheffield. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, yeah, it'd be a good game. You'd expect us to be the favorites against, I think, either team. Uh, but Brighton definitely could win. I'm not. not I think I think there are they could. three teams that could for sure win. I think Sheffield probably has. No, Sheffield has to beat you guys and then beat another team that they're not as good at. So I would say yeah. like yeah. 5% chance. Um, I'm, I'm obviously saying both. We got Real Madrid and Chelsea. We got Man City and Bayern on one side of the bracket. And then <laughs> you got un- Milan. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we got Milan and Napoli um, and Benfica and Inter on the other. Uh, initial thoughts on this. Milan, or sorry, uh, Napoli, Real Madrid. Final. Do we beat Bayern? I think you beat Bayern. I don't think Bayern are that good. For you, if you had to put yourself in my shoes, would you rather lose to Bayern? Or would, in this case, you think we're going to lose regardless? Would you rather lose to Bayern or lose to Madrid? I don't know if I can take another Real Madrid loss, and I have not had as many as you have. I know. That's the fucked up thing. Um... Here's the thing. I think you could beat both of them for sure. But until, like I said, until someone beats them that isn't Barcelona yeah. and it's not in La Liga, um, I cannot pick against them. I also think they're not thinking about any other competition but this one now. Yeah, I would. Agree. I, I think that La Liga is. If I had, I if I had to give you out of it, but I think they're just not they're doing shit right now. Um, yeah. if I had to give you. I don't know how we're going to do this Like when we, when we pick. I think we should pick the bracket now that we have it, though. Like We should pick the full yeah. thing. Um, I, would say City, I would say City, Real Madrid, Napoli, Benfica. 
Yeah, Benfica is like a, a a very popular pick. Yeah, they're good. Um, and then I would go Napoli, and then it I, I in my brain like my my analytical mentality is telling me like you guys you guys are the just the pick. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no fucking way, Real Madrid, and then I'm like, Real Madrid beats Napoli. Yeah. Um, I also think it's hilarious. I was texting with Ian a friend of the podcast the other day uh, when the draw came out and I, I thought it was very impressive. Sell Enzo Fernandez, sell Darwin Nunez, make it to a Champions League quarterfinal. Yeah. Nuts. And better chance, to, better chance already went through further than one of those teams and you have a way better chance of making it through the other one that you sold the other guy to. Aggregate score for Chelsea uh, Madrid, if, if you could have your way in the world. If I could have my way, yeah, ten nothing. Yeah, I was a double digit hanger too. That's what my brain went to. We're piling it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, let's talk Team USA. Any surprise in the roster at all? Okay, well, here first off, I don't know. I'm. I, there has to be people who are like out with injury right yes or that just aren't coming i guess i guess i would like to see who's not on the list i think that you can also understand that like this isn't a set in stone like for copa america this is not going to be the roster like i think they're just testing some people out too yeah so like horvath stefan turner no surprises yeah um dest Robinson, Robinson, Ream. That's your four, right? Yep. Is Robinson the other? No. Uh, it's he um, is. No, it's it's Ream, and then the other fucking guy, Zimmerman. Yeah, but I I thought nothing against Walker Zimmerman, but I actually liked when the other Robinson was playing. It wasn't the other Robinson though. He, I'm talking about way better. I'm talking about against Mexico in a Gold Cup type thing, and he's younger and like I'm. It was because it was Carter Vickers, right? And I like Carter Vickers too. Yeah. Wait, was it Carter Vickers? Cameron Carter Vickers? No, no, no. I'm I'm going further, no, further, I, further. Listen, back. I I understand yeah. that, but I'm saying he was like Robinson wasn't even. No, he didn't go to the World Cup. Right. It was Cameron yeah. Carter Vickers, correct? Yep. So yep, I don't want to yep. be You're wrong. Right. You're right. You're right. Um, so neither one of them are here, which I think is just kind of weird. But again, it might just be a situation where like they're not picking, they're playing El Salvador and Granada. So I don't know how long this like roster remains. This roster is it just for Probably these two games? Yeah. Okay. I would assume. Okay, so then you got Aronson. That's fine. Uh, Luca De, uh, Luca De La Torre. I think he's actually played, been like in there. Pretty often. He has 12 caps. McKinney, obviously. No Adams. He's hurt. Musa, obviously. No. Um, the dude that plays for LA, LA FC. Acosta? Acosta? No Acosta. Is it because they're playing? Could be. They could. They, they could that could be. Uh, you maybe... I, I don't have. I didn't really have an answer for this. What do you think about the roster? I kind of wanted to just push you into talking about 
um, Giorena. Oh, well, I'm almost there because it's on the fourth picture on Instagram. Uh, okay. Booth never made a cap, so I don't care. Daryl Dyke, fine. Ricardo Pepe, fine. I hope he does well because we need a striker. Pulisic, yep. obviously. But I want both of them to do well, him and DK. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Tim Weah, obviously the the goat. Zendayas, I don't care. Uh, Giorana, obviously how he's been playing at Dortmund and how Dortmund have been playing. Um, if he didn't get called up, I would assume that he would be playing for whoever his other citizenship is, <laughs> if it was possible. Like, yeah, not possible now, but I think I'm right there with you. If he wasn't playing in this one, if he wasn't invited back, it's going to be a long road to see him in a USA jersey again. Also, can we can we just... Take a moment. I don't know if we were all wrong. I don't know if you guys were right or I was right. But it seems like... It seems like Greg Berhalter is coming out of this pretty good. Clean. I mean, yeah. It seems like multiple people basically talked about how the Reinas were fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, should not reflect on Gio Reina. Because yes. I think he, he that could be a completely different situation, which is probably why I'm saying, like, I still could be wrong. Berhalter still could not have done what he did. But it seems like the fucking parents were Nuts. just the worst. Just the absolute worst. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think what I'm hoping for is that the people left at Team USA are grown-ups. And they want to treat Gio Reyna like a grown-up and say, look, you apologize for the things you did. You can't control what your parents do. And we're going to welcome you back because you're really good. As long as, <laughs> you, you, stop doing, <laughs> yeah, as long as you stop doing the stupid shit that I'm sure he was doing. That caused some of it. For sure. Um, but that's putting a lot of faith in the U.S. men's national team, and I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. I will also say, too, I'm going to get shit for this if a few of my friends listen to this pod this far in, which I don't think many of them do, but I don't really want to go find another coach, man. I don't know. Problem is, I think Greg Berhalter is just good enough to get you beat, but do we have enough time? You'd have to hire someone right now. All right, one second. Let's do some. Let's do some actual analysis let's not just say he's good he's just good enough to get you beat because like what the fuck does that even mean you know what i mean that's a, a saying yeah. that's a casey blakeism from when the, the uh, guardians were the indians way back in the day yep burhalter can only get you to a certain point you think yes he has a ceiling who is it is it terry Henry? no I think <laughs> it's, it's the worst no. decision and i love i love terry Henry as a an announcer and as a studio host, whatever. Um, Bad manager. Yeah, I I don't think there's anyone out there. I actually don't think this position's that appealing. Um. Well, here's the thing, because we also, I sit here on the reg and shit on this country because it's it's a disaster uh, on yeah. many many different levels. There is yeah. uh, across the world there is some. Uh, there is a lot of similar like 
fuck the U.S. attitudes, which I can so totally vibe with, by the way. Um, Sure. There is also some, like, weird, like, it's, it's way better than you think it is. And, like, it's a way bigger deal. And you, it's, like, automatic media all the time. If you're successful at the, at, at the U.S., especially in something they have not really been successful in, then mm-hmm. you're probably, like, the most popular person in the United States, to a degree. For a certain subset of people in the United States. I don't know, man. Dude. Which is any sport. Well... I would say, like, the world, the last World Cup, a lot of my idiot friends who... Your mouth-breathing friends. Yeah, who who couldn't give a fuck about soccer otherwise have actually yeah. started, like, talking to me about the Prem and where these guys are and, you know, can't wait till... I mean, again, I think it's still a little bit, can't wait till the next World Cup, can't wait till the next World Cup, but there are some of them that I would have never imagined would yep. care about soccer that actually do a little bit. Yeah. So I think that might change. And I think if you're also the guy who takes it from, I would say about 65% to 80, 90, 100. Sure. That's a pretty big deal. Nobody tied to this team that I've seen can do that. In my <laughs> I agree. What about Zidane? You're an idiot if you take this job, if you're... Zindin Zidane. But what You're if, an idiot. But, I mean, I agree, but what if you fucking do it, though? What are we... Pro- like, you'd have to get, like, Jerry Tarkanian's, like, right-hand man that was killed by the mob. Jesus. Giving him just bags of money for Zidane to even think that this was something he, that he'd want to do. There's not enough incentives we could give them. I think the Reyna situation... Only makes it less appealing, not because of Reina, but because the perception of American soccer families and fans and players is going to be viewed through a different lens of like, look at these fucking idiots. Um, go ahead. So uh, this might be, uh, this is pure ignorance because I actually do not know. So Gio Reina's dad, obviously like U.S. Big Claude. So- soccer legend, right? As, as legends go. Well, that's what I was just about US. to say. Like, what does yeah. that even fucking mean? Here it means soccer legend. To Zinedine Zidane, nothing. That's what I'm but saying. But that's not my point. But I'm, I'm, my point. if I'm Zidane, I walk in and I literally go, you've, <laughs> you've done nothing. <laughs> like, you are that. nothing to me. I, I think you don't have the package to get Zidane. If Zidane comes here, that's the type of person that you would need because... What is anyone going to tell him? Well, yeah. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But, like, realistically, what are you going to give him? Like, wait, like. I'm not, I'm not operating in realism right now, though. I'm saying, yeah. like, is the type Zizu's of guy you one. need. Yeah, Zidane. Zizu's the best one. Yeah. Zizu's the best one. Um, they got Granada and they got El Salvador. They are currently in second in their group, Team USA is, because. They drew against El Salvador the first time they played them. Funny thing about this CONCACAF Nations League right now, though, is all of the big teams that made the World Cup are in second. The USA is in second in their group with El Salvador, Granada, and themselves. Canada's in second with Honduras and Curacao. Costa Rica 
is in second with Panama and Martinique. And Mexico is in second with Jamaica and Suriname. Obvious differences, all three of those teams have only played two games as opposed to everyone else has played three. So yeah, basically we play we play Granada and we could actually lose to Granada. And then if we beat El Salvador, we're through. Yeah. So like we gotta win one game. Yeah. Well actually no, we have to win we have to beat El Salvador. Yes. Or we can win and draw, yes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean we should win but we though. should win both of these. Let me be a hundred percent clear. <laughs> we should not lose either game. Yeah. But I'm just saying. It is interesting. Um Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Glad glad Gio's back. I hope for him he learned something. I hope for him he gets to play as well here as he has in Germany. Um, and I hope they get a coach soon. This is so stupid if he's not going to be there for this, obviously. But, like, this this setup right now definitely doesn't do anyone good. Well, it's, so. like, it's like Leeds. For sure. Why don't you <laughs> – why, why don't – listen, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I just think you just get Berhalter back. I think so too. Truthfully, unless you're gonna get somebody fucking crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. I think Zidane's the only one. And look, we just said it a second ago. He's accomplished so much. The one thing he hasn't done is national league coaching. If there's one thing we do know that's different, coaching in the national, not national league, but like nations, coaching a country, coaching a country is is different, man. Are same. How how um last thing and then we can be done. How on a scale of one being the least disappointed and ten being the most disappointed. How disappointed are you if they announce Terry Henry? Um, I think surprised. I'm not. I think I'm pretty disappointed. Look. You just cry- you just said you have no problem shitting on our country. It'd be the most American thing to do. Who is the flashiest name that they could actually get? It's Thierry Henry. I it mean, is. yeah, it truly is. Yeah. So like, it'd be the most American media. I want to sell a T-shirt with Thierry on it. Setup that they could have done. I don't know, and this is nothing. He could honestly be great, and he just hasn't really had a chance or whatever. He was in the Belgium setup. We saw how that happened, what happened with them. But, like, I just don't even know what his approach would be. Yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't think he translates, which is maybe a dumb thing to say. Um, I don't know. I just don't think he... I don't think he... There's guys that can obviously... Listen, I'm not going to say this because I don't fucking know Terry Henry, so never mind. I'm going to say there, there are guys that like can just do it, and there's guys that can like teach you how. Um, I think he's probably just like... A, you can't fucking score this from 30 yards out? Like, what, what's wrong with you? Type of shit. Yeah. And I think... I want, I want a little bit more CV before I'm like, okay, Terry, take over the team. Tier. Tier, um, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Team USA, it'll be interesting. We need six points, though. I, I don't give me this draw shit. We just need to get six points and move the hell on. Um, 14, 8, and 27. 
is Terry Henry's record as a manager. <laughs> Not good, Bob. Not good, Bob. All right, let's get a joke. Let's get us out of here. Michael, why did the soccer player kick the grass? I don't know. Because it was being a pitch. Cheers. The NAFTA Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.